welcome to another dumb podcast. I am Brad C. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a special, special episode. I know I think it seemed to the last few of them I've maybe have said that, but this one is truly, truly special. You know what's the difference between this one is this one is actually a podcast with someone of of great stature, I don't know, of of notoriety and actually someone I would well, I guess Jeff would be one, but I don't know. Like but Groobs is truly Truly, my friend, I kind of let that one let, let that one out of the bag. But yes, the the guest tonight is Groobs, Michael Groobs Gruber. I don't know if that's the correct name, but that's that's what he is. Known for uh, being on the ticket for many years, doing those drops, four dot for thirteen ten the ticket, ninety six seven. Um, you may also know him as music guy for all. Sports teams not named Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he he's just a he's now just a kind of a guy who everybody's. Nah, I wouldn't say everybody. If you're in sports media or you're around the sports uh, ethos, I don't know. You know who Groobs is. And Groobs is one of those genuinely nice guys that are in quote unquote sports media or what have you or attached to anybody. I mean, genuinely one of the nicest guys, um, a guy who probably shouldn't be my friend. And I would be like, hey, man, we'll just be friends like on the down low. And he'll be like, nah, I'm cool. You know, a guy who's uh, who's had my back and I've. You know, I'm greatly appreciative of Groobs, and I, uh, I, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I love this guy a lot, and I was so glad that we were able to finally get him on. Uh, this isn't the 50th episode. This is like 49. Probably should have waited one more, but I can't, I can't wait to, I can't wait any longer. We have to drop this episode, so <laughs> I can't, uh, I can't wait for the 50th episode. So we'll just, uh, we'll just go ahead and put, drop this one out. But yeah, man, we'll, uh, this one's going to be a real fun one because we do get into maybe the history of Groobs and there's some people that don't know, they might know Groobs as the board op guy. They might, they might know him just as, you know, oh, he just does the music for the stars. I don't know anything else about him. And now, you know, some of the Ranger people are uh, starting to get to know who he is, um, with him running the music now for the new for the new uh, stadium field whatever whatever they call it, so um, this is a real good kind of outline of kind of who he is and then uh, I would say I'm gonna put a timestamp on when uh, if you're done listening to the background of Groobs uh, where you can hit that parachute and get the hell out because uh, yeah it goes into. Uh, what this show's kind of about is kind of hanging out and, you know, saying funny things and doing fun things, I guess. And so it kind of goes into a wild direction and that's, that's where we take it. So, but, uh, before, uh, we get going, uh, let me give this person a phone call. He was unable to be on, on the, uh, on the show last night. We're still going to give him a shout. 
just to uh, <laughs> to give him a little bit of a rundown. We'll see what see how Jacob is doing. If he's alive, he might not be alive. Yo. So you're alive? Yeah, I'm alive. I'm about to hop on this bike and ride around. Sweet. Well, you're on another dumb podcast right now. Oh, he's got a he's got a bell. <laughs> hey, safety first, brother. Well, welcome to another dumb podcast. I'm sorry you couldn't be on last night with the groups. Did you guys talk about Two Man? Uh, did we talk about what? Two Man. Uh, like the Zoom call thing? Yeah, the Zoom guy. Uh-huh. Well, we got into some Zoom stuff, but I okay. didn't get to Two Man. I uh, that's where I got. In it. I just okay, I couldn't think of it. that then because that guy is my hero, and we need like millions more of him. Yes, he. Uh, we, we must destroy Zoom <laughs> at all costs. He's the one who. I mean, if you get a, I don't know if he like has a mailbox where you can send your Zoom and Zoom uh, like keys. Like he, he get, you can get the codes to all the uh, Zoom calls, yeah. but if you get yeah, a Zoom, you, you get a message to like, hey, we need to do a Zoom call. You give that message to Two Man, and he will ruin your Zoom calls. Well, it, the only thing that I, I think he he was kind of calling some guys out. I watched that whole video, and he was like calling out the guy who you know maybe leaked the code or <laughs> no. I don't know how it all well, works specifically. Well, but. Okay, so I I guess I can leave the link in the in the show yeah, notes. Let's, let's talk about it next time. I want to no, hear about groups. No, 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 no. Give, no, no, give, me, I, the, give me the highlights so I don't but, have to listen. Okay, well, to just go on two man, uh, he doesn't actually call out the people. He just he will see the names and the things. He goes, yeah, it was a it was a Alyssa. She gave me the code. Oh, so he's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there. he's okay. he's totally bullshit. You don't know who gives him the codes or how he even gets in there. I think you know how like we did uh, Google Meet one time, and I think we stupidly put it on the internet, and we got hacked. <laughs> yes. We, yes, we got horribly hacked. <laughs> Are we floating around on a viral YouTube video? I have somewhere? no idea. We're just fucking pissed off and just ran out. <laughs> We couldn't get rid of this guy. We, oh, man. which we so we don't uh, we don't live stream and we don't send out the uh, the code to our uh, Google Meets anymore. So <laughs> unless you message us, we'll, we'll we'll DM you and you can be on the show. But uh, other than that, that's not going to happen anymore. We've learned our lesson that the uh, the powers of the internet can can absolutely. Hey, by the way, I'm recording this. Oh, I figured. Well, no, I, 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 usually whenever I do this, for some who don't know, I, uh, we usually, I usually do an intro and then I forget to record with Jacob and then oh, it, right. it totally fucks yeah. up. Yeah, well, in the intro, and that's good because these intros go on way too long. I have nothing to do with any substantial subject matter that we're going to be talking about on the podcast. No, they don't. They're they're another waste of time, but. Uh, How come this is the first time I've taken a vacation to the beach and rented a bike? Because this is great. Highly recommend. You get the wind in your hair. Oh my god, palm trees. This is awesome. Well, I uh, it does. I I don't even again why we had the podcast on Tuesday during the Cowboy game for a guy, (laughs) which we did the schedule for you, and we should have just moved the podcast, but we we didn't. All good, my guy. All good. So groups, tell me about groups. So groups. Where's groups at? This episode uh, went well. Uh, we we just got kind of delved into who Grooves was because I, I think a lot of people 
you know, they'll follow grooves and like, oh yeah, he's the the ranger guy or he's uh, the you think so? He's the Mavs guy, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> so hopefully they get a little bit more of a background. It's kinda like when Corby has to remind people who Greg Williams is. Yes, exactly. That's it. You don't realize how many new listeners you have or, or people yeah, who just new listeners every second. Yeah, exactly. So I think we go through that and then we divulged into uh, a, a segment that I am going to keep bringing back, uh, teachers yelling at students' YouTube videos. Those are awesome, too. Yes. Awesome. I've watched the whole, like, 30-minute video of the professor who found out the whole class was cheating on an exam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I saw that video that popped up on mine. I've got that one next. Yep, it's a good one. So I uh, I apparently was out of material at that time. I go, guys, I well, uh, I explained it in the podcast, but I was showing them one video, and then it divulged into another video. And uh, it was just as Jay Cranfield, he he doesn't sell this very much. He goes, yeah. At the end of it, we just listen to listen to YouTube, <laughs> which apparently that's not exactly how it went. I think we we made our fun little jokes, and so it worked out well. And, Good stuff, man. And it got pretty wild at the end. But uh, this this intro is strictly for groups because he said he wanted a ten minute intro for because he's he listens to some of the podcasts and he says, yeah, you have some nice intros, but mine better be very long, so <laughs> like at least ten minutes. So. That's awesome. That's great, man. All right, Jacob. Uh, we'll see you on so, the next one. Uh, wait, go ahead. What? Okay. No, I was just going to ask: are, is is this podcast episode going to? please those who are expecting professional journalism uh let me tell you right now I, I thank you for bringing that up did you guys not talk about that last night uh kind of the disclaimer in the beginning that's why professors out there yeah who... for for like a unt journalism broadcasting uh <laughs> professors out yeah. there this is not that we are not that podcast for you okay <laughs> we're not going to be real crisp uh I've uh, I'm still working through my audio. There's a part in the podcast, and I'm okay with revealing this part. Which during the entire podcast, I'm I'm recording the audio off of my phone. I don't realize. So whatever you hear in the podcast is me off of my very nice microphone. It sounds clear and crisp. What the guest here is me jacking around the entire time and moving around and you hear just the worst audio ever. It's just chaos. It's pure chaos for the for the guest, which it should be better, but I don't know how to do that. Okay, technical quality can improve, but if you think we're going to stop dicking around. <laughs> no, it's brother. Yeah, I know. It's it's not going to happen, but my my podcasting setup is atrocious it's not good but i make right. it work with what i got so shoot man even in um even in the early days of ijb it was like when tc talked i had to turn it up and then when jake talked i had to turn it down yeah it's, it's jake would be screaming at you and then you couldn't hear tc <laughs> you know i feel like i've gotten that part but there was a point sure. where uh, a point where jay during the podcast i looked back on twitter as i was on the podcast and he goes Hey, I'm on a podcast right now with Brad. It sounds like he's moving furniture in his apartment or something. Like it was so loud on his end. And I'm trying to tell them like, no, on the podcast, you can't hear any of that. Y'all are just hearing it. Like That's so. funny. 
Yeah, it's not a professional podcast. Please, it, you you are listening to a podcast called Another Dumb Podcast. What right. the hell did you expect? That's right. And so, we, Art Man, keep it to yourself <laughs> keep it for to, the 5,000th time. You no, know, I mean, I'm fine with constructive criticism. I have no problem with it. But at I the end of the this material to talk about. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's your fault for ever expecting <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah, you hear that, her. listener? <laughs> it's your fault. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, man. Sun's going down. We got to maximize the day. You, you. Uh, I, I was going to say a line, but I, I've already forgot that. But uh, yeah, do it. Okay. All right. See you, Jacob. Cool. <laughs> that, what, what a dismount. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the intro. Let me be your hero. It's okay. good news and a little bit of bad news but you know then all of a sudden today you know or I guess over the weekend we find out that you know his leg or his hoof had gotten even worse and <laughs> then all of a sudden finding out this morning you know the first thing I hear when I wake up on a your, your uh, sports flash or whatever is uh, the news that he died and I almost feel like you know there really hasn't been a whole lot of talk about it since you know just the impact you know why i just how can we let this happen you know why do we have to what why couldn't they have helped live it it almost doesn't make sense to me you know all this you know wonderful medical technology and we can't even fix a a horse's bones doesn't seem right. No, thank you. I- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, or Loco 4. 4 Loco. You're close. <laughs> Coco 4. <laughs> you are- oh, no. Coco. Oh, no. Coco four. Oh, oh. So we're at the we're at Shoopy, the... clear the room. No, I'm I okay. Am I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs>
Something wrong with your defib machine. Push the wrong button. Yes. Hello. How about that ride in? Because I'm a pothole. We're baked potatoes. Well, no. they don't want to pay the three no. million. No, you know what would get pub if they just went along with it? Nike, the, for nothing. The fact right. that Jordan's kid gets to wear whatever bullied, he wants. He bullied the school and bullied Adidas into wearing But you know what, though? I Here's the thing. You better be scoring 25, 30 a game that, now. That's what I wonder. Is he any good? Or I don't spotlight know. Spotlight is on him. If, if, what if, the other kids are wearing their, you know, they bought they got to buy their stuff at Target now. and Crow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I hope? Downs. I hope uh, the Marcus Jordan dribbles like Stanley from The Office. Hey, coming up, sending the Mark uh, Alpha mindset. To just have that depth, it's, it's pretty damn impressive. Well, I think it's more, I think that one, you know, like you do a Dan McDowell interview. I mean, I've been listening to them for so long. You, you write down things that you want to get to and make sure that you kind of cross them off the <clears> list. <throat> but at the end of the day, like, it just goes. Like, you just, you just try to knock it out and you're like you look down and you're like man we've done 50 minutes oh shit that's good that's good 50 minutes and that's you know and, and then there's some some that have like troubled me where i've i've done them and i go all right we've been going pretty long right i look down 15 minutes fuck i don't have enough there. <laughs> been there yeah like oh but, shit you know, yeah the- Go ahead. Yeah, but the great thing is, especially when you're talking to, you know, hosts and stuff, is obviously they do it for a living, so they can also kind of help steer the conversation. Like, uh, oh, yes. I don't know if you got to see the uh, the uh, the interview I did with uh, Devin Pike and then Chuck Morgan, Jeff Kay, and Sean Heath. Oh, uh, you, you just know, did the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, no, no, no worries, but I was going to say – like obviously having those three and then Devin, I don't know if you know him very well at all, but you know, he's been in radio, he's done all sorts of, you know, emceeing. And so like, he's awesome on the mic, but still, even at that, like Jeff K took over really big parts of the conversation just because he's a host. So all of a sudden, like he's asking, you know, Chuck Morgan questions when Devin's kind of like, well, I'm supposed to be the one leading, but Devin knew, hey, you don't I'm stop it. Step back and let him go because it's still, you know, great questions. It's stuff that Devin was probably going to ask, but you have that many people that know how to, uh, you know, interview and be interviewed that it was just, it was really fun. And, you know, for you to be able to interview all these announcers and uh hosts and all that it just it definitely doesn't hurt so i'll uh i'll try to keep up with that but obviously i'm not as good a, a talker no so you'll I have de- to forgive me if, uh it does drag <laughs> <laughs> groups you're gonna do fine and it's yeah. not my goal no oh, no i'm not worried you're gonna be fine because i uh um i remember the first you know okay i'm gonna i'm gonna record boom um i remember uh-oh. Remember the don't be don't be scared, groups. 
Where's everybody else? Do they hate me? The, no, no, no. The uh, uh, they're usually always late. Um, it is nine o'clock. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, one guy uh, is drunk in uh, <clears throat> drunk in South Beach right now. I don't know if he'll make it. Oh. So Jacob's Jacob's in South Beach, and Jay. Uh, I was hoping to hear from him. I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, he'll 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 jump on. I'm gonna I'll text him here in a little bit. Okay. I'll text him here in a little bit, and um, Jay, uh, Jay Cranville, he'll he'll mm-hmm. he's he's uh super excited. He he jumped real. He nice. jumped. He jumped real loud whenever I said, "Yeah, we got groups next week," <laughs> and he goes, "What?" So, even during a cowboy game, he says he'll jump on. So, um, and then we have Dustin. Deep. Yeah, obviously that wasn't part of the plan when uh, we were planning this. I guess not exactly. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know those, <laughs> you know those normal Tuesday night football games we usually have, right?" You know, no big deal. You know, it's not. If it was a very important game, this would probably be a pretty bad podcast, but. This doesn't. Oh yeah, and like I, I, we would, we would have just moved it. Yeah, but, for sure. Like especially right now, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> like at least for the next couple of weeks. Like literally, again, I don't want to. Oh, Jay, somebody. <laughs> Hello. Hey, man. <laughs> What's going Gro- on, dude? Grooves is so Not excited. Much. I'm a couple minutes late. I apologize for my. We targets. were just talking about. Well, I was telling him who was going to be <laughs> on the show. I'm pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah, Jay at Grooves is about to jump off. He was like, "Where the hell is everybody?" Um, my legendary temper. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds furious. Yeah, super. <laughs> Have you ever seen Grooves mad? Pretty much nobody has. I was about to, I was going to say, like, when when has that ever happened? Like at work, it's it's never really happened. Like there's been moments of little frustration, you know, if something doesn't record or something like that. But no, like I I've kind of at some point just I've always been pretty docile, and especially getting into working at the ticket and all that. Like knowing just you know how legendary some of the the blowups are from the other guys, and I was like, it's it's just weird if I, it's going to look weird if I were to blow up about something and I would just feel like an idiot anyway. And I, I'm just not good at being mad, mad like that. Like, I don't know. I'll get annoyed from time to time. I'm just usually like watching the Cowboys or something. That's just human nature. But yeah, I couldn't imagine like grooves just getting like just fully going off on anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the nice thing. Like all the different places I've worked, like, uh, you know, like this season, my first with the Rangers, like the, uh, the producer doesn't really know anything about the ticket. Like, and he, at some point about halfway through the season. So a month in, he's like, dude, are you having a, a good time? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm having a great time. Like, he's just like, you're just so calm. And, you know, there's a few high strung people, you know, that that's going to happen in a, a live sporting event. And I'm like, no, I, I just, as long as I know what I'm doing and I'm instructed on what I need to do, then I'm fine. Like if I need to react quickly, I usually can, but it just uh, doesn't really go well. If I get pissed and, you know, especially playing audio, it's like any second that's uh, being wasted, getting mad is a second of dead air. And that take that's forever in uh, live events. <laughs> yes, no joke. <laughs> 
Well, uh, I guess we can go totally get started. And I, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I do a lot of these podcasts now. Um, and so big time. Oh uh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that in a, t- I big, a really dicky <laughs> way. But I do they're like all, lots of these. A, I do lots of these podcasts groups. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, go go oh, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm no. saying, and they all have cold opens. There's, yeah. there's nothing from a formatic standpoint. I love whatsoever. it. <laughs> well, I, I do want the, uh, I want Brad's intro that I, I'm pretty sure he recor- records after the fact. I want mine to be like 10 minutes, <laughs> like longer than anyone else's. <laughs> well, I've had my notes and now I have to do it. <laughs> so. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, or even uh, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those intros, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them are after, like, directly after we record. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, hour, you know, a couple hours from drinking and having fun. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, we, we had fun stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's that combination of punch drunk and real drunk. Oh, God. It was, yeah. A lot of them, I wake up in the morning, what, did I record an intro this week? <laughs> I think it went well. You know, I have to, Jay will test this. I text in the morning usually. I go, did that go well? I don't even know. <laughs> and I've known on most of them. There's, yeah. been a, there's been at least one that I was like, yeah, man, I can't. I know uh, one I for really sure. <laughs> oh, I want to listen to that one. Yeah, go listen to the Jeff Cavanaugh one. You'd love that one. Oh, damn it. I meant to listen to that one today, but. Because I don't know, I don't know if y'all know, but like me and Amanda Guerra went to school together. Or like, okay. well, we're already know, getting uh, on to it. That I, I love it. Keep going. <laughs> but like, she uh, went to Ursula, and I went to Jesuit. But you know, they're brother sister schools, or right, right, yeah, whatever you call it. Because one's all guy, one's all girl. But yeah, I've known her since uh, yeah freshman year, I guess. So like, when do um, I? I did have a girl. She lived on my street. And out of nowhere, she goes, oh, I'm going to Ursuline or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And we, like, lived in Grand Prairie, so that wasn't... Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's weird. <laughs> I know. She just is like... No, like, that's a, a decent drive. I, I would think so, but she, that's where she wanted to go. And she's, like, a doctor now, so that, that says something, right? Worked out pretty well, then. I think she did. <laughs> I wouldn't go, like, yeah, you should have stayed in public school with all of us. No, 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 no. <laughs> So yeah. they, she was able to get a covered wagon from Grand Prairie all the way to school. <laughs> she avoided dysentery. <laughs> Every day it was a battle. Oh, God. But yes. she lost three oxen. <laughs> but I was gonna, what I was going to say is when do the, the Jesuits and the Ursulines get to like interact with each other? Uh, it's mostly like the dances and stuff like that. But, you know, the schools are only two miles apart and they're both off of Inwood. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's pretty much straight shot both ways. So like there's always after school stuff and all that. And at one point I think they had like a, a deal where like Ursuline girls would take a couple classes at Jesuit and vice versa. And then that kind of just stopped or something, but no, like just a pretty regular interaction, and then obviously with, uh, you know, the cheerleaders at the, the football games, stuff like that. There's enough interaction there. But yeah, did you go to private school all through your? 
I don't know, your adolescence. Yeah, like uh, St. Elizabeth's and Oak Cliff for first through seventh grade, and then St. Monica's uh, pretty much down the street from Ursuline uh, for eighth grade, then Jesuit, and then SMU, even though I didn't really go to class. (laughs) 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 I was was at the ticket already, man. Like, I, I didn't really care about school anyway, and getting the job at the ticket, even as meager as it was, I was like, I'm all set. Yeah. I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this forever. When, how and did then you... I started having to make money. Yeah, you're like, oh, I, uh, I actually I make... I got to pay for things? Yeah, Damn. like, I make this much... I make as less of a drive-thru uh, Windix, or, uh, uh, Wendy's <laughs> guy, so... I don't think you make made that much, though. Uh, let's see. On weekend, like filling, working the board on the weekends. Uh, when I started doing that, was seven bucks an hour, and then uh, when I became full time, it was twenty five thousand a year, which is what like twelve and a half bucks an hour. Yeah, roughly based on a forty hour week. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they didn't really. There wasn't really overtime. Like, at least the way mine was set up, it was just straight. 40 hours each week. But then still, I I don't recall. How did you make your way to the ticket? Uh, so I guess, uh, it started with, uh, trying to play baseball at Jesuit and realizing I was not going to be the next, uh, pudge for the Rangers. And, uh, but the nice thing was one of my baseball coaches at Jesuit, uh, was a fellow Jesuit alum and also was working in sales at the ticket. Um, so near the end of my junior year, I asked him if there's any way to get a job up there. And a couple weeks later was able to get Norm to agree to it and bring me on board as a 16 year old intern. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that that can't really happen anymore. I was about to say that doesn't seem <laughs> that's kosher. wild at sixteen. So that definitely explains some of why I'm so weird is <laughs> getting a full ten year career out of the ticket and being being out of there at twenty six. He went out of there. He was like he was like forty seven years old when he left the ticket. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> man, I've lived a life, man. <laughs> yeah. It. You know, becoming full time with uh, the Hardline, which was my dream job of playing drops for them at 21, and just at the time living right up the street from Barley House, and that uh, those are good times. But man, I don't know how I survived. <laughs> <laughs> you got to the point where you knew it was time to walk away. Uh, I'd never wanted to. Like I uh you know, thankfully still being friends with everybody. And, you know, when people have left, I've at least checked in on seeing if there's something to do to come back. And it's just not really worked out. Just thankfully, you know, because I've had pretty decent job situation since I left, but that love for the ticket is still there. So, you know, I'm probably done checking on trying to make that happen now, but yeah, like even as recently as like last year when uh or this year, good gosh, uh you know, when Shoopy retired and trying to see like, you know, if things break a certain way and certain people get moved around, it's worth at least 
checking in and then kind of realized like it wouldn't really work, but yeah, man, just, uh, still love the ticket 18 and a half years later and it's never really gone away. Wow. Uh, so you got stuck with Norm at <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, <laughs> so you, I don't know how that works. You like get drafted, or I don't know, you know what exactly <laughs> happens. How you you end up with Norm? I, uh, I keep saying that in a way of that's derogatory. I mean, I'm sure you learned quite a bit whenever you were intern. Oh right? yeah, like Norm was awesome, and for me, like. Uh, you know, my process was different than how it typically was where most of the time with interns, they pretty much would hook on with bad radio because bad radio at the time was having like two to four interns each semester. Um, and then norm tended to be, uh, somewhere more along the lines of sometimes it was, you know, a son of a friend or just someone like approaching him at a ticket stock or a summer bash. And again, at the time, like things were a lot looser where, uh, you know, didn't necessarily have to get college credit or anything like that. I, I literally couldn't because I was still in high school, but you know, for me, it was pretty much, I just came in every day and, uh, thankfully at some point they gave me a little, key card so I didn't have to call Frito every time to let me in or hope that the secretary recognized me or remember me and let me in. But no, like uh, Norm really was awesome about making sure I was part of, you know, the, the draft coverage or like uh, when I started in 2002, like that Christmas uh, was the first Normathon and I got to, work as the producer for it back at the studio while Frito was out at, uh, the remote with, uh, Norm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he gave me all these opportunities and, you know, with Frito, like being the assistant program director as well, he was great about getting me reps on the board and, uh, reps as a producer and being a board up is what I wanted to be because at that time I didn't fully, grasp that uh, $25,000 a year really isn't money to live on. But as a 16, 17, 18-year-old, it sounded pretty awesome to hopefully get that opportunity and playing fart drops for the hard line was what I wanted to do. Like literally, uh, my, two, my two dream jobs essentially were to play for the Rangers or to work for the ticket. And I've kind of gotten to do both where I'm not playing for the Rangers, but I'm playing music for the Rangers and getting to spend 10 years at the ticket. It's a kind of a rambling answer, but (laughs) it's it's been a really awesome ride and just hopefully it keeps up and hopefully that wave doesn't crash for a little while longer. I'm going to try to do some of it chronologically. Uh, You know, you were with Norm and I was kind of going through some of the archives so one I remember, uh, obviously I want to talk about the voicemail that he left you. That was when you were an intern, okay. correct? That was. Okay, no, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Was okay. there another one where y'all were talking about like NASCAR? 
Yeah, yeah it was the was, Matt Kenseth thing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the exactly I mean moment. <laughs> um, what the fuck was that? Were okay, you, so, was that when you were sitting? Were you like sitting there and then you were? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I don't know, like, if you were listening at the time, but back in '03, uh, Norm had surgery to remove a tumor from his spine, and for about six months he broadcast from home. Mm. Um, they sent him up with the ISDN unit and all that. And he did it before it was cool. He did it before there was a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <And> so, <laughs> no, no, that was great. Uh, and so he was broadcasting from his house, and, you know, Frito, again, was working back from the station. And so I guess because I was the intern and had at least some level of producing ability, I wound up uh, sitting in with Norm uh, at his house for every show that he was there. And at some point he started asking me to, uh, kind of sit nearby. Like, cause most time before that I was just printing out stuff or helping him research, whatever. And then it just kind of worked out where I started sitting next to him during the show at his breakfast nook, <laughs> you know, <laughs> at, at his uh, breakfast table. And, uh, you know, at some point had a access to a headset with a microphone on it. And I don't know if uh, you're aware, but Norm, when he's before he had Donovan as a co-host doing the show essentially by himself, he would always call for members of the crew, even if he wasn't expecting them to talk. But because of my proximity to him and him looking me dead in the eye <laughs> uh, when he was talking about NASCAR after I printed off some notes about Matt Kenseth, he's just pretty much staring right at me and there's that little bit of a, a pause like he was expecting me to reply and I don't know anything about NASCAR. I still don't. <laughs> and I, I tried to say something and realized I had nothing immediately <laughs> and the funny thing is i knew it was a fail like i'd been a p1 for long enough but i knew that that was prime e-break material because norm <laughs> stammered a little bit trying to recover and you know i knew that exactly i mean was not gonna go away but i still had that little bit of a hope that somehow it would be glossed over or not noticed and <laughs> Whenever Norm's show ended and I got in my car, I, t I turned the ticket on for, uh, you know, as soon as I get in the car and bad radio starting. And, uh, and the first thing I hear is Bob going, did you just hear what Groves was trying to say about NASCAR? <laughs> Damn it. That ain't so they played it. That became a drop. I, I can't remember if it won. The, I can't remember if it won the e-break that week, but I know it was a candidate. And yeah. so... I still, you know, if Matt Kenseth does anything uh, noteworthy in NASCAR 17 years later, I know that I'll still get a tweet or a text from a friend or something being like, hey, uh, did you see what Matt Kenseth did? What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> like, I, don't, I still don't have any idea what the hell to think about him. Still had nothing there. No, yeah. I'm glad you, exp I'm I mean, glad you explained it, that because uh, unlike Jay, I mean, I would say – that was right in my wheelhouse of high school, and I was not mm -hmm. like a high school ticket listener. Like, 
like you. So that <laughs> so that was one of those like what the hell is why are Groobs and Norm doing a show together? I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, no one would listen to that. Like and you know, I kind of knew that I was not meant for on-air hosting, you know, capabilities and you know, being a board up is what I wanted to do. Like I knew that I could contribute to a show as a board op, but like I said, just the perfect storm of circumstances of being the only living being within 10 miles of norm that could do anything. And that's so funny. Staring me right in the eye. And I just happened to have the headset on sitting next to him. Like if I had still been, you know, sitting at his little kitchen Island at my laptop and trying to print out stuff that never would have happened. But like I said, perfect storm. I regret, I will, nothing, I regret I will, nothing, though. Yeah, I will keep exactly I mean alive forever. Cause, oh, I mean, I, I still me, that's not it. going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I still use it in, uh, w- with people who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I, I use it at work and emails and phone calls and everything. Just Groobs uh, is proud. Groobs is yes. proud of that. It's, a, leg- it's a legacy. I don't know about proud, but it's funny and I again like I've told people I'd be the biggest hypocrite if I were to try to get you know the you Darvish call or something like God, that if I were man. to be like you know that's kind of embarrassing for me it would be really nice if y'all wouldn't play it every other damn day but Here, it's like yeah it's live by the drop die by the drop no so. I think what's I think what you do so well is Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not trying. You're not a bitch about it. Like you're, you're <laughs> literally just like, yep, I'm just groups, and I, you know, like you, like people are not laughing at you. We were laughing. Well, hopefully with you. I mean, it, it does sound. It's both. It is. We we're laughing at you, but we love you, and we. It, yeah. it, it's it's not in a way of like I'm laughing at you, watching you fall around on the ground. It's. You know, I, I enjoy you fell on the ground. Let me pick you up and laugh and laugh my ass off. Is is kind of what yeah, it sounds like. And this thing is, it's funny and same with under the bridge. You know, if oh I God, whenever my band, <laughs> we're getting to that here in a second. <laughs> I know we will, but I was gonna say like, you know, all three of the guys in my band are P ones, including uh, Tom Gribble is the singer. Now uh, he's been with the band for a couple years, but like. My bass player, Greg, like he's a big P1 and Danny's his hero. And like every single time we're about to do under the bridge, Greg has to get up on the microphone and say, here we go. It's the one that started it all. And then I have to all by myself play that damn riff. And I I, I get it right about 85% of the time, which is pretty good. And regardless, it's in tune. It's just a matter of how well or how poorly I fumble through it. But I just it's part of the thing like I wouldn't have a band if not for that moment probably and again it's just kind of rolling with it and you know not complaining it's it's funny and as long as it's funny then it's good okay what was the other moment that I wanted to get to I don't know oh shit was it the the U Darvish call no not the U Darvish call it's still Closer. So I, I wanted the, with that, and I <laughs> I apologize for still laughing at that every time I hear it. But I, again, the, yeah. <laughs> during the course of that, 
there's a moment where you're obviously on the phone being asked questions and there's a moment that in your, your brain just realizes that I think you just don't know what is going on whatsoever. And you just have this brief <laughs> laugh at yourself. And that moment is like the most <laughs> genuine funny moment I can imagine. Yeah. Like that whole thing was a bad idea, of course, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like that was the day that you Darvish got traded, and I loved you Darvish, as you can tell by the call. As I, I clearly uh, thought he was a great pitcher. I enjoyed having him with the team, and decided that day to kind of get going a little early. You know, the trade deadline was about two o'clock, and started having some drinks. And by the time the the Rangers game ended that night, and like so, I, as I remember it, someone just tweeted me like, uh, "Hey, you should call into Diamond Talk and talk about the the trade." And I was like, "Yeah, that seems like a great idea." And it wasn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so I I called. I can't remember exactly what point I was trying to make. I think it was just something along the lines of Darvish understood that. Hey, the Rangers aren't very good this season. There's still uh, what a year and a half left on his contract. They can move him and hopefully get some good prospects back. And he understood that, uh, you know, he might have a no trade clause. I still can't remember. You're still not that. really doing a good job. Then I know. <laughs> That's why I said it's it was okay. a whole bad idea to try to to make that call. And no, you know, we're sober three years later. It's still not a, a good idea to try to talk and no but yeah like i realized that i i should have bailed before i even uh got put on the line but hey it was funny and Screw like it. like like you said jay when uh i kind of realized that i was twisting my myself and i knew that it was gonna be break material because i think that would call was on a thursday and you know the the quick turnaround six hours later on uh, the e-break that very next morning was uh, quite impressive. And I think I probably shied away from Twitter for a few days. Like, I don't, I don't want to think about this for a little while. And Poor guy. Then, I, then I started laughing at it and it's like, Hey, it's another uh, drop. Even five years after leaving at that point, I've still was uh, contributing to the ticket, which is nice. Yeah. Well, Legendary. What I was gonna get to, I I do remember the norm the norm voicemail. Uh, so again, you were probably still an intern there. Still, that's why he was calling. Yeah, you. Uh, that was right around the start of uh, like right after Norm's surgery, you know, for the the spinal tumor. And uh, so as I remember it, he left a voicemail with Frito. I think it was like pics of the pole and same deal where it was. From his hospital bed, he was uh, obviously, you know, pretty heavily sedated or coming out of being heavily sedated. And uh, I was producing the the P1 Wild Ass Circus, if you remember that. Oh, with my the, Lord, yeah. Maybe Dick Hunter. Yeah. And the, the normal producer uh, of the show was Mike Turley, and he was running the board that night, like uh, Justin Neely, the – the normal board op was off. And so uh, during the top 10, that that voicemail got played and I told Turley, 
hey, I got a voicemail like that from Norm. And he's like, really? And so we go back into a production room and we grab it off my phone. And yeah, Norm just uh, heavily sedated, living, leaving a very nice voicemail for two minutes. And I turn around and play it on the air in front of thousands of people and God and everybody. I guess maybe I thought that was gonna be, but no, I'm just playing. <laughs> That's a fine story. I just, I was just like, yeah, he did. He was just trying to be nice. Like, I'm okay, Groobs. Don't worry about it. like. <laughs> yeah, because like it, it really was. I, I left him a voicemail as he's you know getting prepped for surgery, and he uh, calls me when I, I didn't have my phone near me because. At that time, I didn't just bring have my cell phone with me at all times and get the voicemail. And I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then, you know, that night or the next night, I go into work at the ticket. And in a, a moment of less than ideal judgment, I was like, hey, maybe I should put that on the air. Did, did you talk to Norm about that? <laughs> Oh yeah, and like the great thing about Norm is he understood it was it was all in good fun and you know, it there was no ill intent there, but I did kind of make sure to be more respectful of you know, if he does leave any future voicemails to either clear it or to just leave it alone. Okay. And kind of going along with that like with all the the norm drops that I played and created and spliced together, like Norm was always gracious about that, and he understood that it was to be humorous and to bring something to the to the shows I was working on. Like it was again, just I'm not good at being mean, or at least I hope I'm not. <laughs> but I do want to also be funny and playing drops and I thought editing drops especially as it went on with the the norm drops or George Gigiani uh <laughs> Gianni drops, you know, like the ransom note style editing as uh Corby called it. Like, you know, just make them say the most ridiculous things where it's clearly not their actual thoughts because, you know, you can tell just by the way it's spliced together that it's not one coherent thought, but Again, Norm was just great about all that. And there were a couple times where, uh, you know, I'd be sitting in the control room waiting for my shift to start and Norm would say something. And then, uh, you know, we would hit the break and he'd be like, Groobs, uh, please don't play that. Because he would notice smirking or <laughs> your hand right over the button. Yeah. But he was just like, hey, you know, I'd rather that not be played, and I respected it. But, yeah, like he never had an issue with anything that got played on the air, even as ridiculous as those drops might have been, which is just a real, again, a testament to how awesome of a person Norm is. Well, also, I mean, this is early, early, but a lot of those Norm drops got – um, they had to have been banned from the air, correct? Uh, yeah, about yeah, two thousand five with the whole uh, okay. Janet Jackson Super Bowl mm. FCC thing. Like a lot of stuff got deleted that 
you know, it was kind of just like a, hey, we we know you board ops know what's supposed to be played and what's not to be, but we don't want to risk any anything. Right. So that was like the first of a big uh, unfortunate drop herd, you know, along with the the move to the new station in uh, 2012. But yeah, a lot of stuff got lost. But the great thing about Norm is he's a fountain of material even for a yeah a two-hour show because it's generally him talking by himself and he usually doesn't have production music going so his his drops are the cleanest they could be like that's something that a uh, big strong jeremy realized at some point was norm had about twice as many drops as any other host even including grego despite being at the station about five years less right. and working shows that are half as long but because norm is just so passionate and energetic and just entertaining and then never or hardly ever having production music he just provided so many opportunities to grab just super clean drops and it was glorious still is for sure well, he would he would have to have a good attitude about you know whether it's the drops or just anything that his voice and what he says, you know, is used for at the station. Because I, I just remember when he first came over, I guess he came from Cliff. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And it was like 99 or something like that. But the general consensus was like, this is not going to work. Cause he's going to want to be play it straight, talk sports straight and guy. all that. And yeah, he's not going to be, he's not going to tolerate. He's not going to put up with the goofing around. He was never like that. I'm sure there's, you know, there's been little, back and forth uh, here and there with Gordon or maybe a couple of the people at the station, but I've yeah, the never red, gotten the feeling. Red Riding Hood one. Everyone does that with Gordon. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. But I've never gotten the feeling that Norm was mad at anyone for more than like a day, which is, I mean, that's just human nature. No, he was always great about that. You know, I came on a little more than two years after he started there. I think he started in uh, January of 2000 and I came on board and June of 02 and at least by then like you know he had a great attitude about it all I think kind of like what I had was understanding the station understanding that you know everybody gets made fun of and yeah Norm provided a bit more material but we also everybody loves him up there and everybody up there really does get along with each other and that's such a an impressive thing, especially for, you know, the musers and I guess now it's pretty much just Corby in the afternoon that have been there for like the entire 26 years. And then Bob's been there for uh, 21 or so and Dan for 20 and just everybody likes each other. And that's why the ticket can do the White Elephant Day and – Pretty much no matter what the combination is, it's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it Sorry. was just one <laughs> he was in mid drink. No, no. It is just one big family up there, it seems like for sure. I mean, and Brad has talked on, you know, uh, via this podcast with Bob and Dan, and I believe mm -hmm. the topic of them almost leaving but deciding not to, basically for that very reason, because what they were leaving behind they couldn't they basically couldn't do it. 
Yeah, and I think the same thing kind of happened uh, in 09, you know, the Mike and Corby nearly left. Like, they were looking into it. I don't know if you remember that. They nearly went to the fan where it was kind of the same deal where the fan was offering a bunch more money, but then there was, God, that I don't want to so say cold weird. feet, but just kind of realizing what a special thing the ticket is and yeah, they deserve, they should be making more money, you know, for the amount of uh, revenue they bring in for as long as they've been doing well. But uh, that's just not really how radio works, unfortunately. But the the chemistry, the, the togetherness, like, it's real. <laughs> like, there's a reason why, you know, the only hosts that have left are pretty much Mike and Greg, and that's for totally different reasons where Mike was just, I guess, ready to retire or at least to, to move on. But, you know, and then Grego with his issues, but what's that? Who is Grego? Yeah. I'll just say, but no, but like, it's, it's just such a, a special place to work. And there's a reason why even after leaving, like I still, try to be involved with the station whenever I can be. I still love listening. I still at least, you know, keep my ear to the ground whenever there's a, a potential open, you know, uh, an opening, but it's just, it really is just such a special place. And, you know, working there is from late teens to mid twenties is a hell of an experience, but I'm a, it's it's been a hell of a ride and all the good things that i've gotten to do after that have been because of the ticket and you have gotten to do a lot since after the ticket but uh we'll get to that in just a second but i uh the one part i wanted to get to is you know so you you went from norm's intern then you cracked into so was expo there while you were there uh he left about around the time Norm came on board, actually. Oh, okay. uh, like, I think Expo, I think he was fired, but uh, he left. Yeah, like, that's that's been out there. Oh, but, just like... <laughs> uh, he was, yeah. <laughs> but he was fired in early 2000, and so Psycho Dave uh, took over the board for Bad Radio on the Hard Line, and then Dave got fired in October of 04, and that's when I took over Bad Radio at 19, and then uh, Justin Neely added the hard line in addition to still running the board for the top 10 on the Wild Ass Circus. Okay. Wow. That's a weird setup. That's a long shift, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's keeping you busy. It is. Yeah, and so like the reason it was split up at the time was because Bad Radio... They they liked Expo and Psycho Dave as people, but they were wanting to have their own sound. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, not wanting to feel like a, a hardline cover band, which it's not the fault of Expo or Dave necessarily. Like, they there just wasn't as much material to work with. Bob and Dan were still getting to know each other. But, uh, you know, at the time that Dave got fired, Bad Radio and the Hardline wanted to have separate board ops to try to uh, keep the show sound separate. And, you know, that provided me the opportunity, obviously, to 
to work for them and to really kind of help create their sound, not create their sound, but really execute the vision that they were wanting. And it was more or less like solidify their sound. Like you're like, okay, this is the yeah, bad radio like, show. What, and this is a hard life show. Yeah. show. Where like the first couple years, at least like I didn't play pretty much any drops from Bob or Dan. Like I would mark them. I would make drops of them, but like with very few exceptions, I wouldn't play drops of Bob or Dan's voices. And so it was focused more on, you know, using uh, drops from movies and TV shows that they were watching and, you know, stuff like that and sound effects and all that. And it really helped crystallize what they wanted their show to sound like. And then, uh, you know, when Justin Neely wound up leaving a couple years later because he'd finished college and was going to move into the oil field, which is a hell, a hell of a move. Like he's, he's a pretty high up now from what I understand with the, an oil company doing really well. And, um, you know, but when he left, there was a little bit of a, a question of, would they still try to keep separate board ops? And does that mean that I stay with bad radio or are Mike and Greg going to try and take me? And they were pushing for me really hard, which was awesome. And at some point I actually kind of stepped in and just said, look, I think I can handle both shows. I I've got two years of experience of knowing what bad radio is supposed to sound like and filling in a lot for, uh, the hard line, uh, by that time, because Justin would like miss every Tuesday for, uh, like a, a full day of classes and, uh, you know, filling in regularly during vacation times and all that. Like I built up a really good, uh, rapport with the hard line. And so I was like, look, if, if I have any say in it, I, I'd, I'd be happy to take the full time job also because it's full time instead of just being hourly because uh when i was working with bad radio i was still working both days of the weekends because that was more money because right. I, I was getting about uh four hours a day working bad radio and then could work at least another 10 on the weekends and make like 80 bucks a, a week or something you so, do you do the math folks uh, I really did. <laughs> it's definitely my my strong suit. Okay. Well, yeah. So it just uh yeah just no. really thankful that it all worked out and got to join to work with both shows and really uh, just keep exploring how to keep them separate. Even though I was working wide today to unsuck, which is a nice bridge between the two and. Well, it was just a blast. What I think you were able to do was kind of keep your voice. Your voice was the bebop, you know, the, all the all the noises, but also <laughs> keep keep your voice while keeping the show separate. You're almost like, oh, this is the hardline groups, and oh, this is the bad uh, this is the bad radio group. You were able to kind of separate those two and be like, oh, okay. I mean, like it, it was almost. You you would listen from you know let's just two to six and be like oh man I didn't realize grooves has kind of been a little different you know mm -hmm. in these in these time frames you know you can tell a difference 
So. Yeah, and the hope was just bad radio would sound like bad radio. The hard line would sound like the hard line. And again, just being such a longtime listener and knowing the rhythms of even just their speech patterns and all that, it just it was pretty easy to keep the two separated. And then why today doesn't suck just was crazy. Like I got to be as chaotic as I wanted. There wasn't a real format. Obviously Dan had to would read all the birthdays and dead on this day, still dead and all that. But just being as chaotic as I wanted and all that, it was kind of like I could get it out of, you know, whatever I needed to keep separate. Why today doesn't suck worked as that that transition well that that segment back then i mean it's still insane today but it was as crazy as a 15 minutes of radio could be right with just the commentary from various parties and the (laughs) the, all the cleveland indians and milwaukee stuff i mean it was and there's just, just so many voices because at that time uh before grego left why today doesn't suck would be comprised of Bob, Dan, and Donovan, uh, Mike, Greg, and Corby, Gribble producing. Uh, Ty would usually be on yeah. the in the room by that point, and then line four guy, and then me playing drops. God, what mayhem! And so <laughs> there was a lot going on, and so it was just look, it's we're gonna have a free for all, and just whoever's the funniest is going to win out. And, you know, it helped that I had control of the, the microphone levels and the drop levels. And I could kind of push through my stuff more than the other guys could. Cause I was controlling their microphones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's pure mayhem. It was just insanity, but it was good. <laughs> it was like good, good insanity. Like I've had, no, it was great. It yeah. was great insanity, but, but I also <laughs> knew, knew people that listened to the station that that was essentially the one segment during the day that they took a break <laughs> because their brain just basically could not handle it. I completely and, understand. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like the, uh, the Junes, uh, you know, someone getting in the, yeah, the play in the car in Dallas for the first time like man I've heard all these great things about the ticket and then all of a sudden you hear well well line <laughs> four guy yelling you know yelling jokes and all, all these drops and why is Grego struggling to name uh, this guy's profession they're not all astronauts and, <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not every athlete that's named played for the Packers or something right. like that yeah. damn sure, did, damn sure Bob. did Bob yeah <laughs> God. Well, um, but unfortunately, your 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 time of the ticket, uh, from what I'm heard, what I've heard, it did come to an end. Um, what? Yeah, it did. Sorry, that's the rumor. That's he's, a, like, he's like, this is the first oh time. Oh my I'm god! This. <laughs> breaking that's news. That's why my key card doesn't work anymore. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, Grooves does not work for the ticket anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where you were, uh, when you left, I definitely knew. I was like. It's got to come eventually. Like, I, I I didn't know exactly how much you were making, but I knew, like, ah, you know, not a lot. Like, other than uh, what's what's the what's the guy who works for Howard Stern? Uh, Fred Norris. Right? Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Fred's yeah. like the more famous, you know, quote unquote board op sound guy. Name another one. <laughs> There's not a lot. Right. So like, that's that's pretty much it. And so. 
Yeah, it's, you know, just the way, again, radio is set up where, uh, you know, if you're not a host, then you're not making as much. And that's, I understood it. I didn't like it, but I understood. And I knew that they weren't going to make an exception for me, um, you know, and so I I definitely was hoping to stick around for longer, but honestly, what really kind of pushed it was the move to the new station, the new uh, studios in Victory Park, and the place is awesome, but the move, like, everything was just so chaotic and just not set up well, and then losing half the drops because they didn't uh, have the proper converter for some of the files and uh, microphones that have mismatched uh, gain structures and just all these things that are just basic radio stuff. And I was like, okay, I've been here 10 years. I've been a board op for nine of those. And each year my job has gotten consistently more difficult, even though I still love doing what I do. And combining that with the low pay, it just finally got to the point where I said, yeah, it's it's time to try to finish out the degree. And even though that, that flamed out really quick too, um, you know, I knew that it was still the right decision to try to to do something else even though like like i said i if i could have if i could still be there i would and still doing the same job because i love it and it's i'm i'm good at it well agree like if board hopping paid fifty thousand dollars a year yeah i believe groups would uh most likely be there but that yeah, that is no just doubt. that is just not how the world works around there. That's that's that you. I no, mean, that's, that's go ahead. It's the business. Yeah, that is definitely the business where the the host makes a good a lot a good amount of money, like a lot of money, and then and everyone still underpaid. Yeah, it's still underpaid. True, but that's just yeah. that's that's part of so, the radio business. That's not anything to kind right, of right. do with them. That's that's just radio business and everything about there but when you get past the radio you get past the radio hosts the pay is slips down so significantly that it's almost uh uh criminal i mean that's why uh late nights literally uh, criminal that, that's like that's why late <laughs> that's literally criminal that's why late nights you see you say Saroy on uh, uh twitch streams trying to make a buck you know he's got you know it's not because he wants to but <laughs> i don't know I've yeah like, some I of know, that i, I, I think he wants to do some of that yeah i'm just joking <laughs> but but you're right like you know now having these different avenues to make extra money and all that has been a really good thing for producer types and you know danny's always had bands and uh most of the other guys are uh you know, doing maybe like play by play or just something to bring in some extra cash and it keeps them there because they love being there, but you also still have to pay rent or a mortgage or whatever, or support a family. And so I love that they do what they can to stick around because it is worth it. And, you know, if there was more of those opportunities for me back then, again, I'd, I'd still be there, but 
I'm very, very thankful for how it's turned out, obviously. I mean, I just, I just wouldn't have planned it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't live off of like once in a while, whenever a bar gives you a, a, a remote moat gig where you uh, make $400 or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to pay the Which, bills. Those right? were pretty great though. <laughs> I remember those you where know, you, 400, 400 <laughs> bucks was a week's salary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, I was, I remember those where you would be like, yeah, I got this uh, remote coming up and, I, uh, they're sending me a car. <laughs> you just, you know, <laughs> I think they would just get you drunk Dude, and yeah, you'd hang out. Jerry, yeah. My buddy, Jerry Elliott was, uh, amazing about that. Like he was someone that he's still we a great love, friend. We love Jerry. We love Jerry. I, yeah, he's just, he was amazing about when he kind of started hearing that I was struggling a little bit money wise, he was finding all these different events and stuff to you know do at his bars even though i wasn't hosting stuff he would still have me quote unquote hosting you know rangers watch party or whatever and uh you know at scruffy duffy's i'd i'd be getting he'd set me up with a hotel room for the night to to make sure that i just had a place to to sleep and he just always went above and beyond to make sure that I wasn't spending any money and you know, he's, he's such a great guy. God. So we, lo- I didn't we, wanna... love, we love Jerry. I'm glad, here. I'm glad you, yeah. Yeah. We definitely I'm glad love you Jerry. walked me into the into a shout out for him. Cause he's just such a great dude. Yeah. So yeah. For sure. Go to uh Scruffy's or Where? Ringo's or any one of the other bars that he, uh, that he has because support these, your local uh, bars. I mean, these uncertain times, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I actually do really think about Jerry a lot during these times. I haven't I haven't really I'm I'm such a dick. I'm I've been busy, but I, I've I've definitely thought about how hard these times must be for a lot of those guys like that. So Yeah, they're just they're doing the best they can to just stay afloat and let people in while being safe, but then you know, the guidelines like they change all the time and God, that's just I don't know. I would like to get Jerry it's on brutal. here. I would. I would love to hear uh, how he. How would I? Oh, yeah, he's he's a he's a blast. But yeah, I would love to hear. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not oh, trying yeah. to book my next guest while the other guest was here. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, we're ready to move on. <laughs> we're ready to go. I've I've also thought about him during these uncertain times, but more responded by just rarely ever leaving my house. I don't think that's helped very much, dude. I know it sucks. Like I, I haven't gone anywhere unless I've been working. Like I, I, at this point I'm getting groceries delivered and just everything I can to not be out there as much as possible because I know that, you know, when I am working, you know, half the time I'm usually in an arena with potentially however many numbers of fans, obviously for most of the baseball season, there weren't, but, you know, we're in the World Series, there's 11,000 people. And so since the World Series, I haven't done anything. And then now with hopefully NBA and NHL actually kicking back up, we'll be back. working again. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I'm seeing, everything seems to be in line, but it's just, it's been just so weird. And it's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to be as safe as I can. And I'm not in the greatest shape. So. <laughs> Trying to make sure that I'm being safe, uh, well, you know, while I can be. 
Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> we didn't mean to get into COVID talk, but that's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It's part of the world now. It happens, man. No, it's I'm, another dumb podcast, man. I, we do what we want. Oh, man, I wish I got that clean. But I, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, um, no, I, um, I, I, I kind of wanted to go back a little because I don't want to talk COVID. Yeah. You know, with anything that I, I talk, talk with the podcast, I'm like so anti-covid now i'm like i don't want to it's not not that i'm anti i'm you know like i am anti-covid like you can't be like pro-covid uh you know what i'm gonna draw a line in the sand and say i am not for covid yeah i am not for covid but i will I, never support it i've now <laughs> never supported covid no I, i've i've almost made a proclamation it's like i don't i, mean, I don't so much want to talk politics anymore i don't want to talk nope. i don't want to talk covid because I just want someone to just go, you know what? I wanted to get in a podcast where I just talk about whatever. But let's call. We can just cut all that crap out. No, no we're not cutting <laughs> anything out. I don't, not because put that in a part two. That sounds like <laughs> that sound, interview <laughs> editing. That sounds like a lot of work. There you go. It really is. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. Uh, so, so you got uh, you got your gig. Well, oh, hold on. So, number one, you're not still in college. From Correct. what I heard, um, I got about a semester and a half in, and kind of dropped out again. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm just College, not, just, I'm just not, not for a you. Student. No, like yeah, I've never been a good student. Like I, I was always like my teachers liked me. I always got the if you would just apply yourself more, you'd be doing great. But I was more interested in watching and listening to funny things and. Just, I had different interests than uh, studying whatever crap I had to in school. <laughs> but uh, go to school if you are. Schools for fools. Look at groups. Yeah. <laughs> so right. No, I'm a fool. no one would argue that. Hey, am I making a lot of noise, Jay? You really are. Okay. Did you, did you did, uh, are you just getting a vibe, or did you see my? Tweet? I just looked at your tweet, and I'm like, I'm, I'm I just want to let everybody know. Uh, so during the podcast, you get to listen to the light, nice, refined uh, microphone that I use. What the guest and everyone else get to hear is me just fucking around while I do a podcast. Is is usually, and everyone's like. How is this going to be a good podcast? And then they end, end up listening to it and they go, oh, that sounds pretty decent. I was so. going to say, I guess you edited it out or something because I was like, he has just no damn regard for. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, it sounded like you were like in the middle of a move. Like you're. Yeah. It sounded like you were. Dumping the under, under side of the table. I'm so sorry. Oh, this is so unprofessional. I'm so. <laughs> this is an. This is another dumb podcast. I don't understand why you would ever expect anything less than what you get here. Well, okay. you're hear, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna hear about this in the reviews. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this in the reviews when they give me another one star, which is fine. It's all right. But uh, yeah, so so uh, Groove said, uh, "Screw school." I'm doing something else, and so you ended up at the <laughs> Dallas Star. Well, you did. You did do some Fox Sports work, right? It, yeah, yeah. So I I started doing uh, some work with Fox Southwest uh, while I was still in my brief time of college, just as kind of something to do on the weekends to try to uh, stay involved in sports media. I guess just you know 
that bug doesn't really go away. And uh, thankfully, a year later, got the opportunity with the the stars when that opened up, and uh, yeah, so seven seasons and all that later, and just uh, yeah, picking up the the Mavs uh, for a season. And still uh, filling in. I'm going to fill in at least a couple times for them again this year. And for, and, for uh, the Mavs too. Like, so what do you are you going to be doing? Like the mu- oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, know. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, you started in with the Mavs, so just kind of go over everything. I, I I cannot keep up with all your jobs. Is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> How yeah. many teams? How many jobs uh, do you have? As as so TC as TC as TC said it when he was on this podcast. You know, Groobs. He does like everything for all the teams. Is what he said. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, like since leaving the ticket, I've uh, been you know worked the audio board for Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, played the music for the Stars, Mavericks, and now the Rangers, uh, as well as the Frisco Rough Riders. Where I also was the ambassador of fun. <laughs> Which is, I was gonna, title. I was gonna talk about that. I, don't, I guess we could stop for a second and be like, <laughs> obviously the Rough Riders guy, whoever runs that, huge P one, obviously, right? Uh, so it's funny, Chuck Greenberg. Uh, you know, he owned the Rangers. Uh, you know, with a uh, Nolan back right. in 2010, and then he left. Um but he bought the rough riders in 2015 and like he started following me at some point in between that <laughs> on Twitter. And, you know, he would see my stupid Rangers tweets and uh, you know, that I had a decent following as weird as that is to, to say. And when he took over, he wanted to uh, find someone that could kind of, promote and have a like a night to themselves of just fun and silliness and for whatever reason he zeroed in on me and as a uh, creative and inventive as he is like we had a great time i didn't really i don't think i got to do as much as either of us hoped because my big deficiency again is that i'm not great on a microphone <laughs> And I think there was some hope that I'd kind of be able to develop into doing more like on-field bits and hosting. And I realized pretty quickly, that's just not a strength of mine, but, you know, we are still able to have some fun with social media and, you know, me participating in the different bits around the stadium and all that. Uh, But, you know, Chuck Greenberg is just, such an innovator that, you know, even if it didn't go like either of us really hoped it would, we still had a blast and he's still a great friend, thankfully. And, you know, just a great guy. And you're, you're friends with Chuck Greenberg. It's pretty neat. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just kind of the, the weirdness about my whole career has been thankfully with working all the, the different places I have, you know, working for the top sports radio station, the big cable network, uh, three of the four major league teams and a minor league team and filling in for college sports and just 
all that, it's a pretty decent network of people to, to work with. And thankfully, uh, you know, with me having a, a decent attitude and being decent at my job or being able to pick it up reasonably well, uh, you know, I, I get, I've gotten these really cool opportunities and so far at least haven't fumbled them too bad. <laughs> Have you ever uh, called them up and said, what's up, Chuck? No, and I do, <laughs> I do try to be careful because I do like saying what's up to to my friends, and I always try to say like, hey, instead, <laughs> when I talk to Chuck Greenberg or Chuck Morgan, it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, you have two Chucks in your life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and they're I mean, both awesome. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, you know lots of. Uh, you know, great opportunities for you, but also just such great people you've been able to work alongside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the cool thing again about just the DFW market in general is there's not really any better market to move up to, you know, for different reasons. Like you could go to New York, but you're going to become a pretty, small fish in a big pond really quickly and, you know, cost of living and just all these random things that you don't have to consider as much down here where it's at least it used to be a little cheaper to, to live here, but you know, it's just a really nice attitude of everybody here kind of realizes how lucky they are to be here and pretty much all of the uh, a-holes, as Shoopy would call them, get get rooted out pretty quickly. Like, uh, you know, if you got a bad attitude, there's enough other good people that would be available to take a job that, you know, the a-holes get turned out of here pretty quickly. And, yeah, it's just so many people have been here for so long. Either they grew up here or they got here as quick as they could. You know, Bob and Dan being here for 20 plus years, like, uh, you know, all the the sports anchors have been here a while, just all that. It's just a really great city or metroplex to work in and having all four major sports represented um, helps, too, because there's and pre uh uncertain times uh you know work available year round that uh pays pretty decently and decent hours and all that and so yeah it's there's very few people that really look to move up out of here unless they just can't quite get that opportunity that they're hoping for and then most of the time they try to come back and yeah. most do yeah most of them like they'll try to they don't fit in. They'll go to the smaller markets, and they'll end up like, ah, I don't come back. <laughs> yeah, and they also have you know that much more experience doing what they're yeah, hoping to do for sure back here. So yeah, and you know again, it's there's so many people that are in different markets that you know there's there's not an enemy uh, to speak of. You know when you do move to Chicago or Pittsburgh or whatever, there's usually at least some. DFW transplants that, uh, you know, can help kind of be a good friend out there. But yeah, most people just try to stay here as long as they can, and that's my goal. For sure. 
Is there, uh, in your current role with, you know, with the Stars and the Rangers, has there been anything that you've, whether it's a song, a drop, or anything that you've played that after the fact somebody's kind of pulled you aside and been like, let's just not do that anymore? <laughs> uh, I guess kind of. Um, my first couple years with the Stars especially, uh, me and Jason Danby, who was the game presentation director at the time, We've always gotten along really well, like once we kind of got to know each other. But he was like the anti arena show guy. Like he wanted to do things different and he didn't want to hear the same songs uh, that other arenas would play or he mm -hmm. didn't want to hear uh, the same song uh, multiple times over the course of a homestand or over a couple weeks. Like he wanted to churn through quite a bit of music and so there would be, t be times where you know i'd play a song and maybe there weren't enough games in between playing it the last time he's like uh you know kill that i've heard that too recently or something like that but thankfully he also gave me a lot of latitude to bring in a bunch of new material and stuff that you maybe wouldn't normally hear at games but that still had enough of a hockey feel or a, a Dallas feel that, you know, people would say, Oh wow, you played that song and I haven't heard that in forever. Oh yeah. That's a, a local band. That's awesome. So it's like, it was a nice give and take of keeping both of us on our toes of not letting it's kind of the Bob and Dan attitude, you know, of not yeah. letting things even have the, uh, possibility of getting stale like you know you can always come back to it later but don't let don't let laziness uh, become your show prep you know like don't say oh well, this worked last time so I'm going to do that again so that's been the really cool thing and uh, you know with the Rangers there just haven't really been enough games to really have any sort of no oh, we wouldn't play then that's not the attitude that chuck morgan has which you know he's trusting me like you know we talk throughout the games but hardly ever about music choices unless it's something he he likes like that's the really cool thing is he's he also gives me that room like you know obviously we didn't have any fans in the stadium yeah but being able to play stuff and i could feel okay that's not really going to work in you know, at a Rangers game, like I thought it might, or that I hoped it would, or maybe I play this at a, you know, pregame instead of between innings when, you know, more people are hearing it. Um, you know, pregame, I can experiment a little more, kind of play a lot more different genres of music and all that. But um, yeah, that's been the, the nice thing of doing what I've been doing is that, each team has been really gracious about giving me some room to work with. And, you know, it's predicated on trust, of course, that, you know, I'm not looking to just F everything up. I'm not looking to, to make, you know, the Mavs or the stars or the Rangers look bad. I want people to have a great time. And, you know, each team does things differently where I'm not using the same, batch of songs for each one so 
it's kind of like with bad radio on the hard line uh mm. when i was working with them where you know there might be little signatures of mine that kind of will translate across each of the teams but you know you'll probably hear you're more likely to hear a chili pepper song at a mass stars rangers game that than at you know other other teams <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Like, and that's a great comparison of your the, the board op days and differentiating between bad radio and the hard line. Uh, that that applies here too, because what you're gonna play, like, you can play Lamb of God before a face off at a Stars <laughs> game, and it's fine. Yeah. But if you play that in between innings <laughs> at a Rangers game, especially when there's fans there, you're gonna have a bunch that of sixty five well. year olds looking up up at the suite level like hey what's going on up there see that's what right. i'm saying i don't think grooves has gotten able to you know hasn't been able to go through a season to kind of yeah. fill that out too so that's been but also you know with the rangers chuck morgan had been playing the music for 38 seasons prior Jesus, yeah. like the rangers yeah the rangers have an established sound and that's kind of again to draw some parallels with bad radio i got to help kind of really help them set the sound of the show that they wanted with the hard line, they already pretty much had their way, their sound established. And then I could bring in my own elements and, you know, creativity, hopefully to expand on it. And that's what Chuck Morgan is looking for me to do with the Rangers. Like we know it works. We know what a Rangers game is supposed to sound like, but I can also, because honestly, I have more time than Chuck ever did because he works like 20 other jobs, even with the same team. You know, he, he was doing the PA. He was running the mixing board. Uh, you know, he's the executive VP of Ballpark Entertainment or something like that. Like he's a, <laughs> he's a freaking executive. So, you know, he's, he's working all day, even, you know, when the Rangers are on the road or in the off season – He's at the office every day, Monday through Friday, from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. because there's so much work to do. And then he was also having to keep track of new music or, you know, something relevant to the to the Rangers that he could, you know, bring in more music, like, you know, another a fresh new song. And for me, like, I'm just playing the music at Rangers games. For the Stars and the Mavs, I'm just playing the music there. I'm not having to do, you know, uh, the prep that, you know, um, a director is or anything like that. And so I've got time, thankfully, on game days. Like, before I have to leave for the arena, I pretty much have from, you know, the time I wake up till mid-afternoon to do any extra prep that I need to and do it on my own time, like, or right now with no work to do pretty much every day, I'm still going through and putting together playlists for a ranger season that won't be starting for another four months. And, you know, it's not serious work or anything, but it it's, I know that if I put in the work and I put in the hours, I can make a difference and I can hopefully bring something unique to the table that, you know, makes me worth hiring. 
We appreciate the work you put in. And you oh. can tell. It's one of those things that, yeah, it sounds like, oh, oh. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> that was really that, there, that there's nothing to it. But it's kind of like you mentioned earlier, like being on the air and you got the microphone. And if you have that one half second of dead air, like everybody picks up on it. It's the same thing here. If you have a delay or if just something you're playing falls flat, like anybody paying attention in the ballpark in the arena is just looking at each other like, what is, what's the deal? What's this guy's yeah. deal? What's yeah. this guy's deal? <laughs> I don't know, son. And I, I can feel the the kind of the air leave the building for that period of time that either there's dead air or the wrong song choice or didn't quite fit the moment. But on the other hand, when I do play the right song at the right time, you know, with the right crowd, it's it's huge you know it that's what i live for you know it's it's awesome and so you know that's kind of been the cool thing uh that is different from working at the ticket is most time i had at best an audience of four or five and now having hundreds and thousands of people to react in real time and yeah, you know, at the AAC, I'm right in the middle of everything, and at the ballpark, I'm like, I think I'm third level, and so I'm I'm still more or less, you know, in the middle of the crowd. Like I've got people above me and below me, but you know, it is such a different thing, you know, getting a a pterodactyl laugh from just Corby versus you know. 10,000 people cheering their heads off because I was able to ride the wave of that moment in a game that, you know, a big uh, scoring chance or, you know, big home run or, you know, something like that. Just being able to ride that wave and being right more often than not, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Are you saying, Jay, that you can't play Lamb of God at a Mavs game? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I think you played at the Stars for sure. I've definitely played at Stars, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear like uh, whoever. I'm thinking of uh, whatever name your Mavs player and be like, "What the hell?" I, was, I, I don't know why I went to straight European oh. voice. What the <laughs> hell is Lamb? <laughs> It could have been worse, buddy. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I'm, I'm. It's probably for the best that you went with that accent. <laughs> You thought you, you thought I was gonna go somewhere else, but uh, yeah. With you, it's a, it's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> so you think you think Cuban might be knocking on Groobs' door if when they inbound it to Jalen Brunson, that laid to rest just kicks in as he's walking the ball up the floor. Yeah, that probably would go over as well. Like yeah, that was the fun thing. Like uh, you know, my my season with the Mavs, and then you know, filling in since then. Like the directive is more or less like a wedding reception like uh you know and i've <laughs> i have done weddings before now too yeah. and you know it's just it's keeping things lively it's playing stuff that people know God, why did i get married i should have got grooves that haven't <sighs> i know right God. divorce her and marry her again i know i'm gonna do that <laughs> oh my god is that dustin so now we have yeah. dustin What's joining up, he's in oh. bed right now probably those dulcet tones yeah <laughs> He's trying no, to be I got very, up just for you guys. He's trying oh. to be very quiet. I said Groobs needs you right now, so it said get out of bed. I really do. 
So. Yeah. Nice to, <laughs> nice to talk to you, buddy. Good to hear from you, man. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. I think uh, what uh, ticket stock a couple years ago, maybe. So yeah, before I think that, time... uh, when you and baseball do had a podcast and <laughs> yeah, that's oh right. my lord, yeah, Todd, classic. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah, Todd Kaufman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I uh, that goes way. So back. anyway, I gotta go. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> 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 Fucking love grooves. Yeah. Oh god, that's so great. Sorry, Dustin. Do you have something for grooves since you? You know. uh no it's just nice to talk to you oh, okay well all right okay, fine. Yeah. see you everybody yeah um, <laughs> no no uh, and, uh I, stuff. I, I do have <laughs> i do i do have a little more i'm sorry uh god i was gonna talk a little bit more about the uh the rangers thing i i, I guess you can't play a lot more pat green at the uh stars but i guess you uh you do got to do it for the rangers though Yeah, like uh, there's a a little bit of country played at Stars games now, like kind of leading into the Winter Classic and all that. But yeah, there's uh, definitely a bit more pad green played at Rangers games. (laughs) You still have to play that after they win, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Texas. Yeah, Yeah. that's not going anywhere. Like any of the staples that... uh, You don't get to play it as much. I'm sorry. Okay, I totally okay. I I misunderstood the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> but yeah, hey, in a couple years, it's going to be worth the wait. It's All gonna the be Pat Green going on. And yes, you're going to get sick of Pat Green in a few years. So much Pat Green. It'll be great. Uh, well, Will there I, ever be another Stars Gold song? I seriously doubt it. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think once we were able to move over to that, uh, it's going to take, it would take a pretty damn good song to uh, replace that. Hmm. I was about to say, where's Jay? Not that it's bad. I was just kind of curious because I know it's been the same one for a long time. I was going to ask Jay, like, who died today? Who died on uh, this day? Dimebag Girl. Yeah. Oof. Man. And that was uh, John Lennon. Too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, to, yeah. to bring it back yeah. to, to me, uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he is the guest on the podcast. Uh, he is the I guest won. of honor. You just want to talk about yeah. Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. The first week that I filled in on the hard line uh, as their board op was 16 years ago. Was, uh, one, I think my second day filling in for him was the day that Dimebag's Ooh. death was announced. That was a, that was a a very tough day. Are you listening, Jay? I, I'm was. here. I just got back. I we didn't miss anything. We just talked about go. we just talked five minutes about Dimebag Daryl, and you missed every bit of it. Oh my god, yeah. my hero! That was a tough day. I, I did not like receiving that news the morning after the uh, the event, as my. Uh, wife had looked at the front page of the paper and I was standing in the kitchen and she was like, so that band damage plan, that's the one we went to see a while back. Right. I'm like, yeah, that's the guys from Pantera's old band. And she was like, um, like some of the band got shot. I'm not trying to laugh, but that I could just hear like, doesn't it? Doesn't that one guy die? And, oh God. <laughs> 
I don't know why your wife sounds like, like that. No, but she was like, apparently there was a shooting, and I was like, wait a second, what? I was like expecting any other news, like alcohol poisoning or you know something like that. But <laughs> drugs not, or alcohol? Yes, not that's a murder. Yeah, not a I murder. Today, uh, I thought it was like a pyrotechnic thing. Are you kidding Is me? That... That's the Great White. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's no, totally different. This was uh, absolutely different. This Sorry, was man. a a a former Marine marched into a club with a gun drawn and got on stage and shot Dimebag Daryl no. like five times. I thought he died. Yeah, during like the pyrotechnic thing. No, that was great. He's, he still doesn't know how Selena died, so that's okay. Um, Selena. Yeah, Selena. Oh yeah. No, anyways, anyways, um, that's actually. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my Dimebag Daryl story. When someone said, "Hey, Dimebag Daryl died," I go, "Who might that be?" Oh, see, you're a bad person. See, you're diminishing the death. No, I'm not. Legend. But here, here, I'm gonna re. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make the story better because I do remember that being on uh, behind the music. I believe they had one. Yes, they did. And yeah. I remember that being the one behind the music that I actually cried during. Wow. Well, they have like the they have the because they had camcorders rolling. Yes. when that show started, and they have the footage of the guy when he stepped on the stage, and he's like in the whatever gun position as the, he the gun position. <laughs> that's what I like to call it. Shooting or yeah, whatever. Gun was drawn. He was he was in gun. <laughs> he was, Did, he, gun. was he carrying a musket or something? Like, what are you what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, he had the like the Civil War. We had to tear off. The, <laughs> he shot the, one, the and then everyone scattered. He's like, "Damn yeah, it!" He's putting like the gunpowder inside of it, and like looking yeah. at that place. Yeah. Is this okay? Has it been enough time where we can make jokes about this? Um, yeah, um, sixteen years. Uh, yeah. Groups is very quiet during this. <laughs> I, I'm I'm taking a step back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, no, I definitely super cried during the behind the music because that was that was unbelievably sad. So. No, that was a wild day because uh, it obviously didn't have Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, mm. There was all kinds of speculation as to was anybody dead. Uh, was Vinnie Paul? Was How he did also Vinnie Paul survive that too? Uh, somebody grabbed him. He was hiding behind the drum kit, and basically, he had just witnessed his brother get killed, Murdered. and he was mm. basically in shock. And somebody else grabbed him and pulled him back. And it was a small club, so like, there's a stage, and there was a door, I think, to get out. And everybody that could just mm. got out of there. That was that was with the band. I remember the hard line talking about it. Hey, Groobs, did you think the the show would go this way? I wasn't expecting that discussion, but <laughs> no, no. But yeah. it was a tangent that makes sense. Well, for sure. We're I mean, talking about the the day the Dallas Stars goal song and yeah. the day. And and this, yeah. I mean, this is the day. It yeah. all connects. Everybody's trying to bring up John Lennon, and to that I say, no, sir, no, no thank you, no thank you. No. What are you trying to rank their? Rank the, de- rank the deaths rank the today <laughs> i mean i have i haven't done that okay top yeah, five bottom I mean, five I'm gonna, deaths i'm not gonna do on, that i mean on I'm, december 8th i'm definitely more familiar with lennon's work than i am the other guys but um you know i didn't realize exactly how great he was until i did see that and then it was like yeah eddie van halen went to his funeral so like he went to 
Eddie Van Halen had to jump on a plane to DFW and he had to drive in on 30 or whatever. To oh, go- it's not. I mean, it's that and one of Eddie Van Halen's like prized guitars is in the was coffin. Start- yeah, it was in the yeah. coffin, which is even insane. Huh. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's wild. I never heard that. Yeah. No, he was, he was <clears throat> loved. And I mean, I quote unquote met the guy one time for like five seconds, but. He just seemed like just one of those people that nobody dislikes, except for apparently this one guy. <laughs> well, but he was a he was a paranoid schizophrenic. It was hearing voices and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of neither here nor there. As a, as a what band- happened to that guy? Did he go to prison or like what happened? Uh, another cop sh- a cop shot him on the stage. Did he die? While, right. While people were still in the club and stuff. He died. Dang. Oh yeah. Yeah he yeah he got mm. shot up so. Mm. Well, and if you want to, you can you can look up more about the event and uh, everything's unfortunate. Even the name of the cop is unfortunate, but okay. you just look up that up on your own. We'll look that up it's, on our own. So uh, it's not guess... like Sirhan Sirhan or something, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, I did want Grooves to be in this weird discussion. It's I promise you to God. How this... are you going to get this out of the ditch? <laughs> I'm going to right now. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk the the origins of Diamond Tweet at some point. What and the... that point can be uh, now. Okay, go for it. Because I was gonna I was gonna do Subaru Lady, but we'll do her in a second. Oh. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're, not gonna We're talking about diamond tweets now. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Good transition. It really was. Uh, yeah, so uh, it wasn't anything I really intended on doing. Um, like I got a Twitter account in '06 and got rid of it just as quick. And then a couple years later, uh, Mishrod, the lovely uh, Michelle Rodriguez from uh, KSCS. Uh, recommended I get back on it, and so I started just mostly just tweeting movie quotes. But then uh, I was watching a Rangers game and made some sort of joke, I think, about uh, the legendary Warren Newson, and, <laughs> uh, you know, just the perfect line of humor. And Jamie Newberg uh, made a comment about, you know, saying that was a – that was a funny tweet or something, and so I was like, "Well, that's pretty pretty cool, you know." Mm. I, I'll uh, maybe I'll just kind of tweet my thoughts during a Rangers yeah. game. I have a whole bag of these. And, oh, I've got <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a whole bag bags. of these, Newberg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it just kind of developed its own weird sense of humor and audience and nicknames and all that, but like none of it was planned and. If I was smarter, I would have made some money off of it. But uh, it's just been a really fun thing because I'm watching the Rangers games anyway. So getting to interact with a bunch of other Rangers fans and all that was just a, a really fun thing. And I don't really know what else to say other than <laughs> it's, uh, it's really stupid. And I apologize to <laughs> anyone that still follows me for whatever reason. But. I enjoy it, so that's all that really matters, right? Like, yeah, my, my yeah. profile, my profile says, "Don't follow me." So, <laughs> yeah, you gave us a fair can, warning. Yeah, anybody gets mad about it, it's on them. 
I think no, there was. I think I stole uh, that from you, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you did. Like you should already <laughs> just block me. Don't. Well, I don't know why you're doing that. You know, don't, yeah, don't follow just, me. Go except ahead. for with you, it's. Uh, I will yell it's at not you. Baseball stuff. I will yell at yeah. you. It's just kind of yeah. everything else. No, there yeah. was. Uh, there, there was at least like a two to three year run with Ranger games. Like if I was at home and and watching, I was looking forward to watching the game mainly just because of Twitter. And I didn't really care that much if they win great, if not, but the Twitter experience for like that two to three hours that I was watching was just, it was just enjoyable night in and night out and going way back. This is the days that I'm on there and I have like, 23 followers and 22 of them are bots so you know i'm not looking to (laughs) i'm just watching the brand happen i'm not the brand by any means but you are now you have 628 so yeah well yeah i think it was a lot more fun back then because the team was really good and so it was actually you know it was it was uh it was a fun time to get on there that definitely helped i think that's really how i became I think uh, how uh, Groobs and I eventually mm-hmm. met, I think, was because of Diamond Tweet and how, you know, I would I would tweet him sometimes and stuff. And that's how I met you. Yeah, and that's how that's how I Aww. met you. So, if it, yeah. So, Aww. I think we met. Diamond Tweet uh, brings people together. It Absolutely. Really, it really did. So, that's how I met Brad and Groobs and... Uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. It's, I saw uh, Jay Cranfield's tweets, and I said, "I'm not following that." Yeah, I, I only met Brad because there was another Brad C that's on Twitter that blocked yeah. me, and then you my, Brad C. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I thought they what were the same person. What did you do to get him to block you? I have no idea. I've he's like the nice. He's like the nicest guy ever. I was gonna say he's like a really good dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. See, but, everybody but my, thinks I'm the mean guy around here. But my theory well, is that are, yeah. still. both Brad C's, both Brad C's were the same person. So then I, yeah. I I confronted this this current Brad C that we're dealing with with this uh, this allegation, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, maybe," and that's how we met. Okay, <laughs> I would like to yeah. trade portfolios with the other. Uh, Brad like C. Financial. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he big into Bitcoin? Uh, he's like a chiropractor. So like, he's got that chiropractor money. Mm, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. Can charge people to just basically walk on their backs and stuff. Yeah. He works. He works at the lumbar yard. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. It's it's uh pretty good. Man, Norm would be proud of that one. Yeah, he really would. <laughs> Get him all. What's he doing these days? Yeah, right. Call him up. Give him a call. I believe he's. I'm, I'm going to text Norm with that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's no doubt Norm is in bed, more than likely. I didn't even think about old, yeah, the old diamond tweets and and what it, like even <laughs> like the like the twenty three hundred or whatever the hell that used to be and oh yeah all those oh, kind of yeah. I don't want to call them silly about that in years. I know. Uh, not a lot yeah. of people have. Does people still go on there right now? It, the what? The 2300? Yeah, I we, don't think so. Yeah, we have I don't like, think it exists anymore. We have we have 24 minutes. I think we can hit it. <laughs> and we'll, oh. Yeah, it's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. it's almost 11 yeah, it o'clock. <laughs> That's going to be the name of the podcast. So let me... Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> was, and this is not political, I swear to God. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not. It's just because of this lady's really funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Joe Subaru lady. Yeah, Subaru lady. I don't. I don't even. Have you? Know did you watch the video? It. No. Okay. Well, this lady. There is a. There is a protest of some sort. I have no idea what for. I don't know if it's pro. Like like we were, me and Groove were talking about, we're Over anti Subaru. we're anti COVID or <laughs> pro COVID. I don't know if these people. Oh, are, I've seen this. Video. I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're pro COVID. Uh, but this lady is something anti pro. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but she is losing it. She's pretty mad. So she's super hyperventilating right now. <laughs> I'd like to say yeah. that she has a very nice headband. Very yeah, okay. There, yeah. See, I'm telling you, the analyzation of this 54 second video can go on for hours. You can talk the about her windshield wipers. Windshield wipers. Yeah, no. I mean, she had to pull down her mask to scream a little louder. So. <sighs> So now yeah, you know why football coaches always put them down whenever they whenever they want to yell at people. Is there is there anything more frustrating than when you're trying to do something demonstra demonstrative within a car and you accidentally hit the windshield wipers? <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, son, son of a bitch. Just, yeah, it completely nullifies whatever <laughs> point you're gonna make. <laughs> gonna give you a piece of my mind. Damn it, there's the windshield wipers going every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, but I, well, I let's pray for her. Well, let's I, I am. I'm. Give I'm, her the I'm, other Brad C's portfolio as well. I'm, I'm super praying for her, but the, the, I'm really. I have no doubt. I would. I would love it's to. It's not raining there, obviously. Uh, so, oh, but yeah. Yeah, it's not raining. She seems like she's totally with it. She's not. Uh, of, uh, yeah. She's definitely waving at the person videoing her. She's not having a good day. Um. So the precipice of, and by the way, I was saying, uh, uh, what? <laughs> you have to use real words, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't There's make, no way that's There's no way quit that's making <laughs> them up, uh, which I said in my video, uh, or I said in my, uh, tweet, I said, if she, if she, you know, sped off and ran into a parked car, that would have made it a whole lot better. But <laughs> I was kind of surprised that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I love those that videos. It feels like how all those videos tend to end is crashing into something inanimate. Yeah. But what is <laughs> someone who works with that kind of thing? I can tell you that that happens a lot. Man, just yeah. random people. People will just run into stuff. Running be into surprised things. how often it happens. And I don't know how far we can take this, but me yeah. googling like, okay, teacher, yeah, because she says in the video, "I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher." I, I started looking up on YouTube. I was trying to find the video to play for tonight, and then I ended up going through a rabbit hole of of teachers yelling at students. Oh man! And it turned into quite the show for myself. Number one, as <laughs> as you see, the video pulled up right now is uh, you can see the TI eighty three. You know, <laughs> if we had the ability of video while we were in school, all the things we could have captured. 
I would have been I'm so glad. I'm so glad that cell phones were just not that high powered back when I was in school. Grainy videos, if you could get one. Not even that. Like I had what the old Nokia Nokia, phone and yeah. Oh my god! That played Snake. He played Snake snake on it. Snake on it. That was pretty much it. Yeah, that those are better times. Uh, let me. I don't know how this video is gonna go, but I uh, I did have a few that I was gonna I was gonna run by y'all and see if this gave y'all any Vietnam flashbacks while <laughs> doing it. <laughs> is this is this like an eight minute video of this teacher yelling at? No, eight what what they do oh. is they do compilations of these. Oh, okay. Of these. I was about to so say, I was like, I, damn, that's. I'm gonna kind of jump. Ar- I'm gonna jump around a couple of them because I'm not gonna go eight minutes on a on a teacher ranting, but. Uh, whoops! Sorry. Can anybody hear that? I heard that. Well, you couldn't hear it over your moving and drinking and all that. Up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Why is it not playing? Uh, oh, well, this is. Are you going on the road well. right now? This is going well. <laughs> this. Uh, let me drop out. Are you? Are Where's you my parachute? From your sunglasses again. <laughs> <laughs> I need my parachute. <laughs> Can you play YouTube on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going well. Let I was me... at the dollar store the other night and I actually saw that they were selling Bluetooth sunglasses. Hold on. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Dustin. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. No, no, no. I was just, I was just, uh, Y'all are doing great. That, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I was talking such a dumb that. podcast. Yeah, it really is. You actually have to sit and not make comments and listen because the questions you're asking are what I have just gone over. I don't know how to use Okay, we did not. We are not using the calculator. Okay, by the way, a lot of these videos are the most smart ass uh, kids ever who are trolling their teachers trying to incite yeah. the teacher they're trying i mean 100% i 100 what that is. i get the it teachers are trained to not react that way and these teachers are losing it yeah. like you just gotta know just go to the office i, I have no time for you but these yeah. teachers are way past the office they're i'm gonna lo- i'm just losing it on you so uh, i i know it is unfair these videos i i understand i'm sure there's teachers listening I get it. Your job's your job is difficult. It's even more difficult when you have a smart ass student. So I just want to preface that. Right now, when I say turn on your calculator and press Y equals, how can you not follow that? Well, if you cannot push the button, I cannot help you. I don't know. I don't even know how to get access. I don't know what any button. My calculator looks like yours. If you are watching me, you will see me push the button. The rest of the class knows where Y equals is because we've been using it since the second day of class. All right. Well, you're. We're obviously. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, oh yeah. She is definitely done. I will say this, and that she does have a point where, I mean, if they're using like, you know, that, you know, like a TI, now she shouldn't be yelling, but to it's me, I, yeah, to me, I kind of sense that, that that kid was just basically trying to intentionally be stupid. Oh, if she's literally showing you where the button is and you're trying to say you don't know, 
Like and, you're clearly trying to get a reaction, especially if you're trying to record it. You know and, what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, a lot of these teachers, I'm not saying a lot of these teachers, but a lot of these teachers seem to be like subs. And we all remember yeah. the sub day. The sub oh, day, yeah. the sub day Wait, was bro. to torture the, whoever it was. We were there to torture this person <laughs> for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas any other day, it's like I'm not gonna mess with this. I gotta deal with this teacher every day. With the sub, it's like I only got one day of you. I'm gonna make your life a living hell for one day. I can think of a few instances. Yeah, Uh, this is another one of a uh, a a math teacher. Not really. Yeah, he's not having it on this. He definitely looks like he's a math teacher. Also. Uh, by the way, I love this guy's voice. Do I need to push the button and call the administrator again? I'll say this. He either looks like a math teacher or he runs a baseball front office. That's <laughs> basically what he looks like. Yes, for sure. If you can like envision that. Okay. So the, just for, yeah. for, for the audio listeners who's not uh, paying attention on the live stream right now. I'm tired of all the talking. And all the disruptions. And from now on, after this next test, I'm not doing any more redos in this class. You never even started a redo. When we start redos? I didn't get a chance to do one, so I ain't going to take my way fucking a chance to do one. Ooh. Hey, buddy, yo. Just go to the office. For what? Just go. I need my gray sheet first. Go. Can I get my gray sheet? Go. No, I'll chill. I'll chill. I'll chill. I'll just chill. Let me chill. Hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. All right. There's another guy over there going, hit the button, man. Hit the button. Yep. Yeah. See? They're just trying to get I mean, they're trying to get yeah. out of them. God. They're trying to make him yell. Yeah, uh, that's what they're trying to do. This guy that doesn't guy seem like a yeller no either. In doing that. Yeah, he's not, he doesn't seem like a yeller. Yeah, but he's not yeah he's all. not having a good time. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm done. I understand how sick and tired I am. That of all the jobs I could pick, I don't want to go to work where I have to do this nonsense all the time. Yeah. Do you understand? This is where I'm getting Vietnam flashbacks because I definitely heard many of teachers going, "I don't have to deal with this shit. I can't believe I even <laughs> took this job." Like, that guy would definitely <laughs> rather be home playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah. He is. I don't yeah. blame him. I, I don't either. I, I get it. I get it. You think it's going to be cool that you're going to be the teacher, and when you finally and then every get every student like Brad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just an God. asshole. Yeah. I, yeah. You, you think know. that's all me? Is those, those guys? Uh, huh. Just uh, so smart and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it up on his ass. Yeah, I'm sorry. Do you understand that when the bell rings, you shut your mouths, and I could go and possibly teach you something then? Hmm. Now, the purpose of being in here is not to listen to music, to sing, to talk about sex, and to go and, and be, be on phones, to, to, to be listening, everything else, to go to the bathroom all day long, that it's math. Exactly. I, I feel so, uh, this one. This one hurts a little bit. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. But you know that he lost the room as soon as he said sex. Everyone <laughs> was like, that "Ah, was, penis." That's when it got weird. He could have made the point, and everybody would have been kind of 
intimidated maybe, but as soon as he mm. said sex. <laughs> Especially because yeah. he, he had that the, short pause right before the word. Yeah. The only way you could get That's away with mentioning that. Yeah. I, well, you know, I mean, the only way you could get away mentioning sex is if you're, you don't look like that guy. Yeah. that's that's fair too yeah that's fair you know hold on i uh i have another uh, i don't want to get to that one that one where the teacher apparently had uttered the words uh i, I can't even uh yeah it was not good uh why does that do this guy comes in with a trumpet and it was his shirt off and just Hey, I'm gonna go play in your in your class, and yeah, this is not. Ow. Kind of like Killer playing the tuba. At the, yes, at the it was just like. That was, yeah. I was so happy to be there for that. <laughs> I moved them two to the right and one down. And then we'll be able to draw our new curve. This teacher has bad peripheral vision as the teacher as the kid comes back into the room. <laughs> oh my god so i don't I have no idea if this is uh okay no, that was funny okay that's that's a good bit uh, okay for this one i want to say this guy obviously kind of a dick the the bus driver kind of weird too so this is not yeah this is most and, bus drivers are and by the way this is actually not a teacher yelling at a student this is actually a student yelling at a at a bus driver but mm. it still works oh this one takes a little while to get to it so basically the guy gets uh he has he has moved his seat and the t and the bus driver has pulled over and is i guess calling the cops so I'm like moved his seat how like like he moved over to someone else oh okay so he didn't like literally <laughs> literally like pick up the brown seat and move it or something no i said you're right. fucking f-u-c-k-i-n-g ridiculous <laughs> oh wow that's rude. That language is offensive. Yes. <laughs> That's not his name. It's spelled M-A-M-A-T-T <laughs> space Y-A-T-E-S. I'd expect that type of language on a different podcast. Oh, but okay. Not this one. <laughs> That's right. We could all be home right now, but Rhonda had to stop the bus Rhonda. because I sat with another and Rhonda. For the record, just by the way, we could all be home. Mm. But Chad wants to yell at her. Shut your fucking mouth. I am sick of your shit. It has been constant since I've been on this bus. You have targeted me for the stupidest shit. Ooh. Wow. I'm sitting with a student. No problem at all. All these other students sitting with students, you don't have a problem with that. But when I sit with another student, you immediately tell us we can't sit together. You want to explain why? 
I think he was trying to get a hand job on, on literally the the, uh, oh. the seat he was trying to get. To, I have no idea. I blame oh, it on the, his shirt. Yeah, <laughs> the shirt. It is. Uh... I'll leave this in the show notes where you can go watch along with us. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the deal. Is he he does have a pretty loud shirt. He's got a skateboard man hat too. Uh, it is and, very skateboard man. And and in yeah. the in the season of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Zoom calls. There is actually a online version of teachers yelling at students, um, <clears throat> which I don't know if you've even seen some of these where uh, people have actually made it a point. You know, people randomly will put, "Yeah, we're all going to be on this Zoom call with not restrictions or anything like that." And then ran this. I know there's one guy he just can randomly jump on zoom calls and they're having a serious class and he's just sitting there like naked or doing some crazy Lord. shit on a zoom call <laughs> yeah that just that's asking for trouble uh you would think so yeah jumping on nude with a bunch of high school students uh Ooh. i would say yeah, i think he, i think he keeps in with the college uh if he does a college class i think you should oh well, that's okay then yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely i mean if you're you know it's all minors, it's all cool. elementary school <laughs> so oh by the way, absolute mayhem is a <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> you think why today doesn't suck during the uh, the early aughts? When nobody knows how to mute their Zooms. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. As it says for for the audio listener, it says three teachers still not enough to control this <clears throat> class. There are three teachers on this call. It's pure man. What the hell is going on? You know, this is funny to you. You better get out right now. Ooh. Groove's <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, he he, right there. this guy means business. <laughs> it's like Donnie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on for a second. I gotta make sure that everyone's here is supposed to be here. So, who is this person? Mr. Uh, Snuts. <laughs> what did that say? Yeah, Snuts? That's what I thought you I'm were. all about Zoom bits. What did he say? I can't remember the name. It's Snuts or something like that. My- Oh. Uh, did he say my snuts? Or yeah, my, my snuts. <laughs> <laughs> my snuts. <laughs> this guy. That's what funny. are you doing? <laughs> I'm a little eggy boy. <laughs> this guy audibly like Why doing, this? doing some racist. I don't know, I'm just a little uh, eggy boy. I'm sorry. But then he's <laughs> shaving his head. I don't understand that one. Continue <laughs> You're going to have to eat your lunch later. Mom, what are you talking about? My teacher's even saying eat my lunch later. No, 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 Carol, I don't want to have problems with you and your mom. Good God. I'm telling you right now, Zoom calls need to Uh, stop. (laughs) That's all I can say with doing this. I can just... I was going to say, it's not Zoom related, but uh, during the... Sometimes it was during the pandemic. uh, Somebody who... They're not on Twitter anymore. Obviously, they were at the time, but they were nearing the end of their time at their current job. And they gave out the conference uh, call-in number and password uh, for yeah, a yeah. call that they were on. 
and <laughs> of course I couldn't really resist. And there was a few of us on there, and uh, I, the one guy went through the whole anus routine. The <laughs> anus. <laughs> and my only bit was that I was just some guy named Derek, and when they would say something about Derek, I would just say, "Yeah, well, Derek is here." <laughs> <laughs> and then it got. Maybe five minutes into it, and they I guess they were looking at the numbers that had called in, and they were like, oh, I don't know who, uh, 214, and at that point, I immediately got out. Oh, well, I think that's usually what happens is some of the teachers will, or some of the students will tweet out the link, and they don't have a, restri- a real restricted uh, pace to it, so people will just randomly buzz on. What does that mean? Man. Quick question. Yes. Uh, so for I'm like this mitosis, like I'm seeing a lot of like you know the testes, the ovaries, and all that <laughs> in there. And like, how does all this like, pertain to like masturbation? Ooh. <laughs> does it have any connection? See the work I just asked you to do, and I want to see it now. We're not here to fool around. Uh, and again, uh, being a teacher is hard. Being a teacher on Zoom much harder. <laughs> Oh, sure. I, I could not even that. imagine. Yeah. So. Now you're really testing my patience, and I want that to continue. We're here to learn. I'm here to help you learn. Who? No. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, we removed the teacher. <gasps> No. That's pretty good. So for the audio listeners, is they uh, the teacher was sh- like bitching them all out, and then out of nowhere, someone had figured out a way to kick the teacher out of the Zoom call. So man, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Total dream. <laughs> I can certainly remove from the meeting, but I wonder, Miss Lustig, do you wanna? Do you notice the profile picture there? It could just be a fake picture. Let me audio that out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know who has music on right now. I was just I swear to God, I've never seen this one before. So, yeah, next time you want to do this, you can just send me the uh, clips, and I'll play them for you. <laughs> And not read the fake names. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Hey, so you know the other week where I had to edit you out, Jay? Yeah. Guess who I get to edit out? Yeah, you need to take that out. That's worse than what I said. Much worse. I didn't understand at the time what was wrong. (laughs) I heard you say that, and I was like, what is he doing? Just a boring old zoom call to me (laughs) (laughs) the guy's named that i mean no big deal i see that's that's about me is i don't see those things and yeah whatever yeah it's just you might want to preview watch that next time yeah timestamps and descriptions buddy (laughs) i got it at eight two hours and one let's see it's almost time to It's time to end this anyway, so I think we're Oh, good. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he even regretted this completely, right, Groups? I regret it as soon as I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, hey, I bought my tickets. I knew what I was getting into. Like, that's right. right.
You know, the funnier things about Groobs is uh, on Twitter, like, I'll be fighting with someone. And Groobs, I have to tell this between, uh, it's either Groobs or KT. Uh, I'll, they'll be like, no, Brad's not that bad of a guy. And I'm like, Groobs, stop it. Listen, <laughs> like... Uh- I got to deflate your persona a little bit online. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know. I'm like, no, stop it. I mean, don't, I don't want you. I, the only thing is, is I'm going to go down with the ship. I don't want you coming down with me is what I don't <laughs> want. So yeah, I, I need to like unfriend you on Facebook and all that. Well, I mean, are they going to really go that far? I mean, you never know. I guess so. <clears throat> all right. I guess we'll just Guilty delete this entire episode, especially <laughs> right. with the last uh, f- last three minutes of this. But yeah, okay. Yeah, with your well, never whoa, mind. Whoa, <laughs> Un- unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure without speech. I'm so glad we don't live stream this. <laughs> well, I just can't believe you yelled that word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with a few makers and that 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 name did not seem bad at all. <laughs> Uh, that was always the scariest part of getting dumped when uh, Morgan was filling in with the musers. Is Gordon all of a sudden accusing George or someone of yelling that word? Yeah. That's why he got dumped. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying that. No, I wasn't at all. I said something else bad, but it wasn't that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. This is like my worst nightmare my ever. They're trying to say punt. Just trying to say something about country. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Somehow I knew it was going to devolve into chaos. Like I don't even mean to be. I feel like I'm a pretty normal, decent, docile person, but then chaos just surrounds me. That is oh, literally I, what happened. And I, uh, I'm glad to glad to be a part of this. 